Hi, Sam. Hi, Lauren. Are you ready to talk about Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1? I am, because after all, (laughs) we are the Watchers of Movies. Like when I'm when I do tweets about our Harry Potter series, I always think like thanks J.K. Rowling for making the longest book titles ever, which <laughs> turn into the longest movie titles ever, which turn into the longest podcast titles ever. And now, why not just tack up part one onto it? I know when I was doing um, a like a um, like an update to our story on Instagram, the actual hashtag was too long to include. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Too many. That's a sign. I was like, okay. Yeah. The longer the title, the... I'm like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Thanks. Thanks, everyone. Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows of of Death... Of Hollow... Hollow of Death. Of <laughs> Hollow. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, how are you? I'm good. I'm yeah. good. Um, so, I had a friend over this weekend. Oh, yes. And she, and she likes to fall asleep to... Um, like true crime stuff and i was like i don't get it how can you fall asleep to that because i saw her watching night stalker like the docu docu series about uh, richard ramirez and it terrified me (laughs) because it's really scary (laughs) but also they showed like pictures of him and he looks like he looks really scary you know what i mean and but then we're like watching him and we have them on at night and and um and and she's like, no, the reason I watch him is because everyone is talking so so like so soothingly, you know. And so, so I was, was kind of like joking about it, and I was like, they found her body, and she had been stabbed twenty six times. We don't know who the culprit is, but she was found, and there was blood everywhere. And you're like, wow, this is so gory, but so soothing at the same time. <laughs> so, so I fell asleep to a bunch of true crime shit. <laughs> oh, so she's got you on the on the bandwagon. Well, except I immediately went back to my adult animation after, which is Futurama or Bob's Burgers. I'm actually a little bit shocked because, like, you are a the one of the people in my life that is like so into true crime that it shocks me that there would be a time when you wouldn't be into true crime. It's a time of day. I mean, um, it depends. Like. If it if I have too much, then I need a break. You know what I mean? Like too much like a palate cleanse. Yeah, exactly. I got it. Um so it just it just depends on how like how I feel, you know. Cuz some days I can listen cuz I listen to like podcasts while I clean, so I usually listen to it's called Rotten Mango. But um <clears throat> cuz I really like the way she tells her stories. But I it just depends. And then at the end of the day when I'm like relaxing, I don't really usually want to watch true crime i need to watch something lighter oh okay interesting yeah Hmm. yeah well that's a a new facet of you that (laughs) i am learning i tend to watch a lot of the same things over and over again what i do are you telling me that you watch bob's burgers all the time i watch bob's burgers (laughs) and community constantly (laughs) and community and Futurama 
and what else the it crowd a lot oh yeah yeah that's um, fun i like the it crowd miranda watch miranda a yeah lot. you told me about that and i haven't watched it it's yet funny. but it sounds funny <laughs> it's really funny i should show you a clip that's one, one of my favorite clips but uh yeah <clears throat> and we we also she watched like or she also had us watch this thing called Glow Up, and it's like these makeup artists, um, and it was really interesting. Some of the things that they were capable of doing, you know. But I'm like, I don't think I'd ever want to like go into that. Like, if I was going to go into a competition, like, what would I want to do? You know what I mean? Oh yeah, that's yeah. a good question. Yeah. What would you want to do? I think I want to say maybe cooking would be kind of fun, which is interesting because I don't like cooking, but. I'm I don't think I'd be terrible at it you know what I mean like I'm thinking like as far as something I could actually win you know I think cooking might be oh yeah that's yeah. cool what yeah. about you I don't know probably organizing <laughs> organizing I have stress dreams uh between like the stress dreams of like skipping too many classes or not being able to find a classroom uh the majority of my stress dreams outside of those ones is um like i've just moved into a new place and i have to find like a place for all of my belongings oh no (laughs) or like i have to just organize things and it's they're the weirdest dreams and i always think does do other people have dreams like this where they have to organize because i love organizing i wouldn't say i'm like i don't like dusting and i don't like vacuuming right but i don't like clutter and uh like i notice that my demeanor changes if if things are getting like working from home especially if things are cluttered it's really hard for me to concentrate at yep. work so yep. i have to like organize and then immediately i'm like oh things are okay again you know so probably I totally, organizing i totally get that and i i don't know man that's a problem don't look into I think that I have closet a behind us because uh it's like a like rubric like no not rubric what is the um the falling oh rube goldberg no um <clears throat> tetris it's like tetris oh, in tetris. there yeah yeah so a couple years ago um my job was outsourced so i was essentially losing my job within the company that i work for and um it was awful it was so terrible because i, I had to like they gave us plenty of time to like find a new job so that's not the issue the issue was i really liked this job and it was just like a horrible horrible thing and i and uh i tore apart my apartment and i took probably 50 percent of the things in my closets to goodwill and i was just like it was like mechanic like i was like a robot and i was just like as soon as like one closet was done i was like i have to do and i don't have that many closets but i was just like just tearing through my belongings and paring down drastically paring down things that i had saved like i started buying household items when i was in high school for like my future like when i lived outside of my parents house and so i had things that i'd been saving forever and i just got rid of them all and then after that whole cleanse was done that's when i realized i was like oh i I think that i was like really stressed out about the job thing and that was like my therapy because i i don't know like the the motivation to like go through everything and just get rid of things i has never been that strong but anyway so that's my thing yeah that's funny i i like go through these 
you know, these like moments where I'm like, I have to get organized. But then it's like, I don't even know how it happens, but it just all gets cluttered up again. And yeah, I mean, when I clean, I'm like, now I have to move out. (laughs) I have to go stay in a hotel. (laughs) You're like, I can't be here anymore. Yeah. I mean, except for my couch that has 20 million pillows on it. I'm almost not exaggerating. (laughs) It Um, does have a lot of pillows. It does have a lot of pillows on it. Um, Most, I mean, everything else is pretty organized i mean it's you know mm-hmm. anyway so oh so the olympics are done are they and i just wanted to follow up from last week oh yeah the, um, with, with that girl so the girl with doping scandal she got fourth so there was still a medal ceremony and it was a bonkers because the two of the girls from the russian olympic committee they got first and second and then a japanese woman got third and then the the girl girl slash woman i call them interchangeably because they like kids to me but the woman who got who was under all that like i said got fourth so they were able to have a ceremony so i would recommend looking up the footage if you haven't seen it but like the the woman who got second place she was also from russia she was having like a full-on meltdown because she didn't get the gold medal oh no it was bonkers and then the the woman who got first and on place international television of yeah. all places and then the, the woman who got first place was just like lost like nobody was around her for like the first seven minutes and the commentators are like this girl just won the olympics and nobody is paying any attention she's just like standing like doesn't know what to do wait where was she from she's from russia as oh, okay. well and then uh, the the third place, the Japanese woman, it was so beautiful. Like I actually rewatched the footage more for her than because I rewatched it a couple days after it happened because it was it's on Peacock. It's just it was just so bonkers. But so here's this woman like so the Russians pretty much had it in the bag before the doping scandal because they were doing like mega jumps and they were just really good. So I imagine you go into a competition and you're like and you're like you know there's a good chance that i'm not going to get a medal but i could do my personal best but a medal is probably out of my grasp because of the level of competition that i'm against and so here's this japanese woman who gets third place and she gets a medal and she's just like so happy and she's like hugging someone and she's crying there's like tears just rolling down her face and it's like it like chokes me up to think about it how happy she was and the beautiful thing is like everything happening in russia it, it reminded me of in ever after when at the end the princess like runs to her lover and the king and queen of spain are like fighting yeah but that king and queen of france just start laughing they're like well we may have problems we don't have problems like they have you know <laughs> right that's what it reminded me of like the japanese woman is like whatever they're going through in russia i don't have to deal with this <laughs> I've, got, I've got a medal and i get the medal you know like tonight right. i get to have a ceremony so it was just like really endearing and it was good to, like i I like seeing people reach like this is like your life's work, you know. An Olympic medal is is like like you see your life's work for most people, you know. Like, oh yeah, big time, you don't get yeah. an Olympic medal for just like phoning it in, and so it's just really fulfilling to see that. Unless but it you're was, amazing at phoning it in, yeah. <laughs> so that's my specialty is phoning it in. <laughs> it's just it's it was wild and it was bonkers and it was dramatic and the. It was crazy, but so anyway, you, I think you can watch it on Peacock. They might take it down after a certain amount of time when the Olympics are done. But so I just wanted to fill everyone in in case they hadn't been following it that uh, the Olympics happened. I do feel really bad for that poor girl that was involved in the in the doping charges because 
She's only 15, so... And yeah, she fell down a few times. A so my mom and I and, and Mike and I were talking and we were thinking maybe she did it on purpose. Maybe she threw it on purpose. Maybe they were like, look, let's just get this heat off of you. Fall down a couple times. And I could totally see that because I, I would have a hard time not doing that if, if I was in her shoes or her skates. <laughs> but... uh yeah. Then also, well, it's like, you sh- can she even? Would she even be able to um, come back later and perform again if they're finding out that she's doping? Right. You know, and she's young enough where she definitely could. she could have another Olympics yeah. in her, or another two or three. You know. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, the competition is so high. I mean, you'd have to be really good if you're in your. I obviously 20s, don't know. I don't but, know that much. But <laughs> yeah. But anyway, but then also maybe she didn't do it on purpose and maybe it's just like the extreme pressure that the yeah. whole world was staring at her. And you're 15. That, I mean, why wouldn't you fall? So anyway, the Olympics are over and I just wanted to give a brief wrap up, but it's the footage is worth watching because it's crazy. But it's also like if you're ever feeling sad, watching the Japanese woman's reaction is, is um, I don't know, it might make you feel better because she's just so happy and... I just, I don't know. Sometimes when I, this is a little different, but sometimes when I want to, like, cry, I watch um, specific uh, people performing for Britain's Got Talent. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. I do that, too, but not with, Yeah, there's some Who do you people, watch? Um, there's one if guy. you don't mind. I think I was telling you about it, actually. So there's this guy, and he was, like, a pizza delivery guy. Oh, with Yeah, Les and he sang Les Miserables. And, I, I, like, he just, like, his response and how emotional he was to, like, the reaction of the, the judges was, like, you're, like, this guy, like, this this guy really, it, you're, you just really feel for him, you know? And, um, like, he is kind of down of his, on his luck, and then he has all these people who are, like, you're an incredibly talented individual. And he's, like... Oh, uh, wow. Okay. Thank you. You know, and so he's kind of like crying and you're crying. And, and then I, there, I haven't watched him in a while, but that was like, that's the main one I can think of. But yeah. 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 So there's somewhere it's just like, you're like, oh, excuse me. Let me just wipe away my tears. No, it's, I totally get it. I totally get it. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was so disappointed when I saw Les Miserables and I was like, (laughs) yeah, that's what, yeah. I like this movie. And do you want to talk about the movie? I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay. So, what did you think of the movie? Uh, let me read my notes. Okay. <clears throat> First line of my notes. You Wait, can hear them I here. think I have one note. It says, <laughs> this is a pointless movie and it shouldn't exist. I mostly hate it. <laughs> oh, wow. So, you really didn't like it. Should I read it again? This is a pointless <laughs> no, movie no, and no. it shouldn't exist. I mostly hate no. it. <laughs> Why is this movie, this movie was, I felt like this movie was a waste of time. I actually 100%. don't disagree with you totally because you're right. There's like, it's more about the arguing between the three than like anything else, you know? And like, sure, they find the Gryffindor sword, but did they need a whole other movie? At what cost? Yeah. Also, the movie just turns into a, a second fetch quest, like... Oh, so they're finding the Horcruxes. But now, guess what? You have to find three more things? Ah. <laughs> no! Yeah, so they found the, what, the um, locket, the diary. So there's four. There's seven altogether. They have the ring. The ring. The diary. The locket. They only have three. They only have three. So the second movie <laughs> is that... This is... 
Well, I know what the fourth, I know what the other Horcrux is. Well, it would be weird if you didn't, Lauren. <laughs> but <laughs> that's why I was looking at you like, is yeah. one of the Horcruxes Harry? <laughs> so that somebody has to destroy him? Yeah, 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 pretty much. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I do want to say it was like an accidental Horcrux. <laughs> Yeah, he was like, <laughs> Voldemort's like, boom, you're dead. And then he's like, ah, oh, shit, I left part of my soul in that boy. That is a mistake. Ooh, but where did my nose go? <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think about the movie? Um, I see what you mean. And I, so I have to say at the end, I did not think that I was going to cry at Dobby's death. <laughs> She's rolling her eyes. That wasn't even like an eye roll. That was like an eye shut and turn away briefly because she couldn't do it. Um, but I was sobbing. <laughs> I was no. sobbing at Dobby's no, you death. I was sobbing at Dobby's death. Did you just did you watch the pizza guy before that or something? The what? Like the pizza guy? Did you like pause it and watch the pizza guy performance right before oh. Dobby died? Yes. <laughs> no, actually, so what happened last night is I was watching it and then I like got really hungry and I was like, I need to eat something. And I had like 20 minutes left and I was like, I'm just going to finish the rest tomorrow morning. And even though it was like only 20 minutes, but I was like, no food now. <laughs> you know, and you're sure. like, like I was getting to the point where I was like, it had been like a good seven hours since I had eaten, you know, and I was like, I need to eat right now or I'm like, I'm going to go to France and I'm just going to tear down the Eiffel Tower. I don't know why it's got to be France, but it's got to be France. Well, that's the only reason. place with an Eiffel Tower, a real, a true Eiffel Tower. Yeah, I was actually, I should go to Las Vegas, tear down the Eiffel Tower there, and then I can go to France and tear down the Eiffel Tower. If, if that someone doesn't, doesn't feed me a fucking baguette in the <laughs> baguette, in the, baguette, baguette, diagonally. baguette, diagonally. 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 If someone doesn't feed me a fucking baguette in the next 10 minutes, I'm going to turn on the Eiffel Tower. And they're like, give her a baguette immediately. (laughs) I did that in a British accent. Turn to page 394. (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's, That's my takeaway from Harry Potter. So Dobby's death made you cry. Oh, big time. Yikes. But I like Dobby in the this books. Is, no, but this is what I wrote. It, this is what I wrote on my notes. Let me k- refer to my notes here. Okay. Dobby's death scene was way overdone for a character we only saw a few times and was mostly annoying. Yes. Yeah, and the movie ends on that weird note? Question mark. <laughs> I would have liked to seen a scene where after Harry is like, I want to bury him without magic. I wanted to see them like grumbling and digging and being like, Harry, this is awful. <laughs> It's just a bloody house elf, Harry. Nobody cares about yeah, it's it. It's pretty weird how he manhandled the the black house elf, the serious blacks oh, creature. The black households house elf. Yeah. Uh he pretty much like treated him like garbage, but here's Dobby. He gets like a non magic digging burial. It's you know Well Dobby's in in the series a lot more than that in the books. Oh okay. Yeah, that's like Lupin. Lupin's a lot in the books a lot more too. You know, um, so what if Harry is like, I want to bury Lupin without magic. And he's like, but I'm still alive, Harry. I'm going to bury you. Bring out your dead. Feel <laughs> I feel happy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm still alive. <laughs> um, I'm not dead yet. <laughs> he says he's not dead yet. Um, so. 
I mean, I think that like. I guess I, I guess I kind of agree with you. Actually, as I was watching this movie, like, sure, I liked it because I'm a fan of the Harry Potter series. But overall, I mean, I think that like the biggest parts were um, Bill and Fleur's wedding, which I was super wrong about. Domhnall Gleeson playing. Uh, I thought he played Charlie, and I, I always confuse Bill and Charlie. Is Charlie ever in the movie? Uh, I don't think so. Hmm. Yeah, Charlie is. Because Percy kind of disappears too, actually. Which you one's Percy? Oh, he was the one who was like the uptight per- walking down the halls. Yeah. yeah, he's like, you have to be back in your rooms, and they're like, Ugh, Percy's at it again. So it's Charlie <laughs> or Bill is the oldest. Bill, and Charlie, Charlie, Percy, Percy, Fred, and George, uh, Ron, and then Ginny. Ron, Ginny. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A lot of kids. The Weasleys were in love. They. I, you, no one can deny that. I think that they were. Hopefully, they still are. Uh, but anyway, that's a lot of kids. Yeah, I mean. So, <laughs> yep. So, what's up with the wedding? Like, you like the wedding? Yeah. I mean, I think it's. I think it's a lot like the re- you see the relationship between Fleur and uh Bill develop more in like the books but not not a lot more so it's not like a significant difference but um he has like he has a scar across his face that you kind of like they kind of show in the in the movie but like in the books they talk about how he's like really self-conscious about it and she's like I don't care that you have this scar I love you for who you are so you're like oh so you really like Fleur okay and um and uh and I, yeah so that it's like a happy occasion that they're they're dealing with and then i you know i think that like one of the biggest parts is that you have to or the reason that they have it is cuz they introduce Zonophilius love good you know and then they introduce uh Bathilda Bagshot you know or, or not introduce her but they mention her mm-hmm. so I think the wedding really like the true reason that it was there was for them to get this information. Of course. Yeah. Rather than it. But you know, I mean, I still like it because it's like, it's happy and like, you know, you're like, Oh, these two people are celebrating that they're in love and, and sure it's during like a really, you know, like there's a lot of bad things happening in the world, but they're trying to make the best of it, Mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah. Yeah. I, um, I want to say how much I love Domhnall Gleeson and I don't mean it in like a, like I think he's a very handsome man, but I'm not saying it from the perspective of that. Like I feel like a lot of times when you start talking about how much you love a male actor, not you, but just like in general, people are like, "Oh, she just looks because he's <laughs> when cute." You, when you said you, I was like, "Yes, that, that's, that is something I do I just, a lot." <laughs> I don't know. There's there's like a steadiness about him in all of his movies that I really enjoy. So when he showed up, I got excited, but he's not in it very much. No. Um, but I just, re- I just really like him. I, I don't know. I, I, I've seen plenty of performances of his, and I just, I just like. There's just something very magnetic about him for me, and almost like a in a different way, but in a, in the same way, I feel that way about Leonardo DiCaprio, where it's not like, oh, he's such a handsome man. I just. I find that he's just very steady and dependable and his performances are ones that I can sort of rely on and, and they, they evoke the same sort of emotion in me where I just really like watching them on Mm -hmm. screen, you know, and Bradley Cooper a little bit for me as well. Um, 
So I don't know. It's just I, I just really like I feel him. The Brad Pitt. Like okay, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, would I not, feel that way too. I would not consider myself attracted to Brad Pitt, but I consistently love yes, his movies. Exactly. You know? Yeah, he's a good. He's yeah. also yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which is funny because I just recently watched Fight Club, and as it turns out, as an adult, I don't like Fight Club. <laughs> I was like, this guy, like, I was like, there's all these just, like, insecure dudes running after this cult leader, like, who are like, oh, yeah, like, our lives need meaning. And I'm like, do you listen to what he's saying, though? He's full of shit. Like, whatever. Anyway, this is not here nor there. But I, I know, excuse me, I know that you like Domhnall Gleeson a lot, and I think that you should watch Dread. Because remember I told you about that with, uh, Mm -hmm. um shit olivia thrillby and carl urban and he's in that and he's he's like almost unrecognizable really yeah he's like a very nervous like understandably very nervous like character but i think that you would i think you'd really appreciate his performance in that well i'll put it on the list yeah i think it's on hulu i think it's on hulu you're right yeah yeah yeah. i mean you could watch the first one first if you want to but i don't think it's really i saw a bit of it at mike's (laughs) house and i was like "Mm, (laughs) i'm not surprised that you were like no it's the it's the costume the like the uniform that he was wearing at the beginning that really like sealed the deal there's there's like a scene in like the end because like diane keaton's in it um and they kiss and it's like it's so awkward like you're like this oh okay okay so that they're okay they're they're kissing now um (laughs) why (laughs) you know like it's just like one of those things where you're like okay okay you can stop no stop now i need you to stop please (laughs) the end the end (laughs) like like this secondhand embarrassment of how like little chemistry sylvester stallone and like diane keaton have where it's like or not diane keaton diane lane oh that changes everything sorry diane lane 100 i cannot picture diane keaton in this movie so everything you're saying makes sense that it would be uncomfortable yeah diane lane Lane. that's a little that makes a little bit more sense i love diane lane i'm a big diane lane fan to be honest with you it's kind of one of those things that developed as as i gotten older like and i've seen her more stuff i'm like man i fucking just love her like she's awesome um but yeah no him and diane lane have like no <laughs> chemistry i know sorry diane keaton i was like <laughs> it's like maybe i should watch judge dread just to see diane <laughs> keaton in a movie like that i don't know <laughs> i know i can't see her being in that either she'd be no. like oh no there's blood my <laughs> goodness <laughs> So uh, speaking of awkward kissing, I don't I don't understand the relationship between Harry and Ginny. I hate it. Because I hate everything about so it. So here he is. Why is he all alone at this wedding? Like where is she? They should be dancing together or walking around together. Like they had this weird stand up makeout session in the why first of all she walked through the house just to have him zip her dress which only makes sense if you're getting ready in the same room as somebody right like right. oh we're in a hotel room or oh we live she together could have literally asked anyone she, she could have been like hermione your brother or her like, mom, you? well i don't think yeah. i'd ask my brother but like hermione was there yeah. her mom was there or just be an independent woman and zip it up yourself you're <laughs> what are you 16 years old you can't move your arm back far enough to zip up your dress jenny Jeez, why'd you walk through the house to ask somebody who I thought was your boyfriend but then for how alone he was at the wedding and for the rest of the movie I didn't know if they are they dating what's what's going on with them I you know I as I've said before and I will say it again I fucking hate that relationship I think it's creepy I think it's weird I still stand by it like that I hate it hold on I need some chapstick here 
I think I'm concerned that the people who made the movie have maybe just never been in a relationship before or like is that how you treat your significant other where you just don't ever want to like oh, be like around the guy, them? The guy who wrote the second Jack Reacher was maybe working on <laughs> Harry and Jimmy's relationship. It, I just it's just so weird how he's never around his this girl that he spent the last movie like lamenting for a while that he couldn't be with her. Right. Yeah. And now all of a sudden he just doesn't want to be with her. You know you know that show um this is kind of not really off topic but it, it does make sense have you ever seen that show uh, how to get away with murder no or you've heard of it though like with viola davis yes the guy that plays dean thomas is like the lead character in that dean thomas yeah he was dating jenny and like the last one. Oh, he's like a handsome okay. blackhead yeah. yeah yeah he's really cute oh. like as he's grown older and i was because i was watching that show and i was like I was like, why does this actor look so familiar? And I like couldn't figure it out, couldn't figure it out. And I look it up, and I was like, fuck, he's Dean Thomas. And wow. I was like, I was like, wow, he, uh, you know, the the gods of puberty were were kind to Dean Thomas. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> um. <clears throat> anyway, yeah, I don't, I don't really, I don't know, and I, I never got on board with it, even in the books, even in the books, it still felt super awkward. Um, it just felt like they were forced together rather than like it be making sense. Like, obviously, he should be with Luna. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> but it's yeah and then they have that like weird makeout scene they have absolutely no chemistry so you're like please just why why do you have to do this to each other's I think faces it's weird i think it's weird to make out with your arms like at your sides like they weren't embracing were they if i remember correctly i don't think in my so. head i picture the scene and they both have their arms just like hanging like but maybe they're touching but each y'all other are making room for jesus in between <laughs> you <laughs> maybe they were touching each other and i'm just choosing to remember it differently but I was just like, they were standing three feet apart and leaning yeah. towards each other. And they were just kissing the air, but it was so electric. That it was so sexual. Um, <laughs> I love that George snuck in though and was like, "Hello." <laughs> like that was I, the best part about that scene for me. I wasn't like, did his ear get blown off? He he has yeah, like he like is missing part of his ear, and he just like stuck his toothbrush in it. That's messed up. I know. <laughs> When so when they came home, and I was like, "Who who did they carry in? Whose body did they carry in?" And then because they carry like when they all were coming back after right, they were like right. rescuing Harry, they carried somebody in and laid him on the couch, and I was like, "Who who oh, is oh, it?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then and then Bill comes in and he's like, "Mad Eye Moody is dead," and I liked that a lot. I don't like it because I liked right. him, yeah, but I liked that he like in a situation like that in a battle situation like people would just die you know what i mean mm-hmm. with little fanfare so i thought that was kind of interesting that like mad eye moody was there very alive very in charge of the scene not three minutes ago and now he's just gone right so i thought that was that was actually pretty well done well and shit like and you could and <clears throat> madungus fletcher is kind of like the reason why he got killed you know yeah i wasn't actually sure what happens because they said it he he sort of explained it but everything he said just sounded like a foreign language <laughs> to me like he said like so but it, was, it took one look at it and, blah, 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 and i was like what i don't understand what happened it was a particularly scottish no i don't know if he's scottish it but wasn't was necessarily scottish? his accent i think it was just a bunch of harry potter words that i just didn't know what they fully meant <laughs> okay. like all the names are a little bit weird right and 
you know, there was something that happened and I was just like, words, I don't know. I think I think what happened is he so he took the polyjuice potion to end up looking like Harry Mundungus Mun, Fletcher did. It's Mundungus. Oh, I do not like that name. That is like it makes me sound very nasally. Oh. Um <clears throat> he took the potion and I think that they were taking off and he saw the death eaters and he was like fuck it, I'm out and that's what screwed over oh, Moody. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, and I think Moody probably got hit with a killing curse. I see. Yeah. Okay, yeah. and Hedwig, like, Hedwig died, which made me sad. Yeah, I, I know, because it's like she's like defending Harry because she loves him, and you're just like, what? Her? Like out of all the characters, like she's just an owl, you know? Like why? You know? And and I mean, it was I guess for the good of it, but um, I was weeping at Hedwig Hedwig's death. Were you? No. <laughs> No, <laughs> you weren't full on sobbing. I like it was, I was a Dobby. I thought it was sad that they showed it and they it made a noise, and I was like, "Oh, I know, yeah, the shitty fucking Death Eaters, God." Which, by the way, I have to say, even though they're awful, I think Death Eater is, like, the coolest name. <laughs> it is cool. Yeah, it's a cool name. It's a fucking awesome title. I'm like, yes, a Death Eater. That yeah. is neat. Like, I love it. Um, yeah, so it sounds like Mundungus, who, like, from the beginning, because I didn't remember, like, what had happened with him. I didn't even remember that Moody had passed away or that had been killed. Uh, from, like, the moment they introduced him, I was, like, sleazy. <laughs> like, the moment he yeah. came on the screen. And then I was right. I mean, I didn't remember, so. It's kind of weird to, like, bring a new guy unvetted into your really serious operation yeah especially with lupin's like reaction to like harry like he he you know grabbed harry like essentially by the throat and was like pointing his yeah you know and understandably so because he's you know i mean first of all he has had to deal with like the death of his friend you know what like 16 years ago and then recently the death of one of his other closest friends that had just gotten out of azkaban and so it's like you can understand why he's so, you know, paranoid. But also, I don't know if you noticed that Tonks was about to announce that they are gonna are pregnant. I wondered if that was the announcement that she was gonna make. Yeah, but then the yeah, they then they're gonna dead. Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm pretty sure. And little Teddy, little Teddy. Yeah. So then, when you see George laying on the couch, I was like, "Is he dead?" But he wasn't dead. He just. <sighs> has a new place to put his toothbrush i guess i don't know that was pretty gross <laughs> i know <laughs> i didn't like it but anyway so yeah i i did <laughs> i did think that the, the it was interesting that daniel radcliffe had to take like mike pointed out that when they all drank the polyjuice potion he was still sort of like acting like like hermione was acting like hermione but she looked like harry potter so daniel radcliffe sort of had to do that for everybody which mm-hmm. was kind of cool yeah yeah like with floor and he like was wearing like the silky bra <laughs> don't look at me bill i'm hideous <laughs> i thought it was weird that they were all like now we get to see what harry potter's nuts look like <laughs> i like, mean you would think polyjuice potion doesn't like totally anatomically change you but it does i guess it does yeah yeah and uh so they all i don't know why they weren't like why didn't they just go into like 
changing rooms and change into his clothing before they changed. <laughs> I don't know. None of it makes sense to me. I feel like the, every time that they put like Daniel Radcliffe in a scene where he has to be shirtless, it's just for like all the 14 year old girls who are like, Oh, Dan Rad, Harry. He, <laughs> but yeah. anyway, so yeah. Um, I mean, it's probably it's probably fan service, you know. It's like seeing Henry Cavill like shirtless in a thing. Come on, is it we don't like need... seeing Henry Cavill shirtless? <laughs> we don't need to see Henry shirtless, but we sure like to. <laughs> it's okay for us to objectify men, but we can get pissed if men objectify yes. women. <laughs> no, we're. I'm not objectifying him. I'm just comparing two you... very sexy men. <laughs> Oh, Daniel Radcliffe and Henry Cavill. <laughs> my bad. Oh, my gosh. How could you? I mean, I think they're comparatively, like, both the level, same level if of you hot. Just, if you showed me a picture from the neck down, <laughs> I wouldn't know the difference. I, I mean, dark I mean, like, hair, blue eyes, they're both white. I, like, what is this? Two, <laughs> two pictures of, of uh, Harry Potter? <laughs> I don't know. What am I looking at? <laughs> <laughs> so what was the blue orb that came to the wedding and warned them is that something the death eaters send ahead of them like tell them we're coming or is that I like don't like even a, know like a magic charm that the weasleys had set up to tell them when danger was coming i don't know uh, to be honest wow with you, i don't i know i don't know um all right should i look it up in the book i mean you don't have to i can it's just right over there if you want. Okay, so first of all, when you sent me um, the, the thing about Bill Nighy and then you did like a frowny face, <laughs> oh, yeah. I like immediately like Googled Bill Nighy's name because I was like, oh my God, did he die? And I was like, and what a way to find out. Like, I've always been a fan of his. You like, flipped yeah. me out. I was like, what? What do you mean? Why are you doing a frowny face? What happened? Tell me now. <laughs> you know what's funny is I sent you that text because um, Mike and I were watching the movie together and we paused it for a second and i like was like oh I, and i got so excited because bill nye he was in the movie and right. then he like was not in it for very long no, i know and i so that's when i was like because i sent you one that was like bill nye he with like a like exclamation points and then the next one i sent you was bill nye he with a sad face <laughs> and then we started watching the movie again so i didn't see your text right away and then when i saw your text i was like oh my gosh i totally understand her stress because i would have thought because when i get on twitter and there's like a famous person trending. I'm like, oh, oh my gosh, are they dead? <laughs> so, <laughs> Me too. So I totally get that. But yeah, no, he just died in the movie. Bill okay. Nye is still alive. <laughs> yes, he is. Thank God. Okay. All right. Because I agree. I really like him as well. Yeah, he's he's awesome. Okay, so what it okay what it is is it is a Patronus, and it's Kingsley Shacklebolt's Patronus, and it basically says. He said, the ministry has fallen, scrimmager is dead, they are coming. So, Kingsley Shacklebolt sent it from wherever he was at when the ministry fell. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was pretty creepy. I thought that was done pretty well. Yeah. The the creepiness of, like, getting that message. But then, the Death Eaters shut up, like... Like, instantaneously, So, it wasn't much of a warning. Well, they can apparate, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because that's what Harry and Hermione and Ron did. I I almost called him Phil. I don't know why. Like, Ron. (laughs) Phil. Phil. Um, Yeah, I I wish I could apparate. I think that sounds like a really cool power, Mm -hmm. you know? It does sound sound like... um, 
it sounds like something that's uh, a wizard should be able to do without like this. Uh, let me reiterate. Sometimes I get annoyed with the movies. I know this is news to you, but what? there are aspects of the movies that annoy me that I can't. And actually, this leads into something that I was going to say and ask about because the movies kind of make it seem like wizards don't have power apart from their wand. But wizards do have powers. They do. So how does it work? Because the apparating doesn't seem like it needs a wand. You just like sort of go. Right. But then in the in the opening scene, Voldemort <laughs> was like, I just need a wand. Somebody else's wand. And I was like, you're the most powerful wizard ever. And your wand is holding you back. Like none of that makes sense to me. But so I think apparating, and we can go back to that because we're talking about the wedding right now. But I think apparating seems cool because it actually seems like magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway. Um, I think it's, because I don't, you know, I don't know. I think the majority of the magic has to be done with a wand. I think that, but if you notice, sometimes they don't have to say the spell in order to do it, you know? So I think it just depends on how powerful you are of a wizard. Um I mean, you can still do magic without wands, though, because that's how, like, kids are found out. That's how they're, like, you know, um, I guess headhunted, you could say. Oh, <laughs> you know? sure, yeah. And, and recruited. Taken, recruited, yeah, and for. taken to Hogwarts because they'll have, you know, like like Harry turning Marge into a f- giant floating balloon, you know? I mean, like, bye, bitch. Harry <laughs> murdering a woman. There's something with the bitch. That's something wrong <laughs> with the letter. Like I was like, you know what, Mark? She was pretty awful. She was, she was the worst. Yeah, <clears throat> I was like, mm, bye, don't die up there or whatever. I did think. <laughs> I think it was interesting. I I was actually the movie opened up and I was like fully on board because the scene at the house with the teacher like contorted. Oh and, yeah, that was and Snape like watching her get killed. I haven't decided. I still. I said we could talk about this later, but I guess let's just That's jump fine. into it. That's soon. You didn't have anything else? No, I don't, okay. I don't, so, I don't like, really have anything to talk about the wedding other than oh, what okay. I talked about anyway. So yeah, so I haven't decided if Snape is truly evil or if this is just some like cocked up plan that him and Dumbledore put together, you know, before all the shit hit the fan. Because I feel like the movie makes a big whoop about him, like like there was like a, an extreme close up as he was watching her and not saving her and i don't know if the movie is trying to tell us like look at this guy who you thought was a cool teacher and now he's bad or look at this guy never thought he was he cool teacher <laughs> might be up to something yeah I, so i can't i haven't decided yet i haven't decided if snape is true i mean i think like there's like a line that even if you are like a double agent like there's still a line you shouldn't cross but then at the same time, he was uh, like in a wolf's den or a lion's den. Oh, yeah. So you sure. had to cross that line. You have to watch her die. But when she was like, we're friends, I was just like, oh, oh this I is know. intense. It's heartbreaking. So I was on board. Like, I thought that scene was really creepy and it was interesting, mostly because of Snape and the teacher and like the contortion she was in and how they murdered a woman. And then everybody had to like. What a parlor trick, murdering a woman and having a snake eat yeah, her. Yeah, she's like being tortured and then yeah. she's, yeah. Because so I'm sure that she was tortured oh, yeah, before. She, she yeah. definitely didn't look like she was like in full health. Um, so I thought that it was really creepy. And I thought like, maybe this movie will be as good as the one before it. And so, but then when Voldemort was like, 
Like, he's such a needy little bitch. Like, what is... He's a terrible villain. It's like he can't get anything done without his people around him. But then he won't let them get things done because he wants to do it. Like, Bellatrix... Listen, if we're rewriting for Harry and Luna, then I want to rewrite for Bellatrix to be the bad guy. Like, I want Bellatrix to be Voldemort. She is... I think she's much more ruthless than he is. Yeah. Yeah. She's, like, scary. She's, like crazy in the she's, head oh like, she's, she's fucking crazy yeah she's she's definitely a psychopath a serial killer oh for sure for and sure. so yeah. I, she's like i want to be the one to kill him and i was like listen finally someone is just ready to do it and voldemort's like no and he no. has a little like yeah no yeah. <laughs> so no uh, look at my fingernails <laughs> so yeah so. actually i have to say as i was watching the last um the last scene where he like got the elder wand from dumbledore um i was like i wonder if they added prosthetics to his hands oh, to make maybe. them look creepier because i mean they were very like very veiny which i guess he could have like that could be his real hands but i thought that that would be interesting if they did that because it's just like that's just such a subtle thing but yeah. it's also like you know gnarled you know My hands guess is that they did do something to it like they enhanced them some way and yeah, Enhan- enhanced them and <laughs> i put the word hands in there oh <laughs> It's hard to tell because they sound so similar. Yes, yeah. Um, I actually, uh, you're reminding me of something that I wanted to say about Snape that they never brought up. Oh. So um, Snape was like in love with Lily, uh, Harry's really? dad. Harry's <laughs> mom. <laughs> Wait a Harry's second. <laughs> Harry's dad was Lily and his mom was James? Yeah. This whole time. <laughs> this, the entire time? Yeah. No. <laughs> Snape was in love with Lily. Oh. Harry's mom. <laughs> yes. Oh, really? He was like super in love with her. There's actually like a theory that one of the first things he says, um, he says. Like as a baby? No. Um, <laughs> like, Lily. Lily. <laughs> Lily. Um, I need to stop her death. <laughs> Dumbledore. Dumbledore. <laughs> Is that how you pronounce it? Dumbledore? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so he was in love with her, and he was very jealous that James had got her attention. Um, And she was was always friends with with Snape. Oh, she was? was? Yeah, she, like, they were friends. I think they were friends since they were little. Oh, she friend-zoned him. And... I bet she's. I bet he would say something. I'm snorting and rolling my eyes. I bet he would say, like, (laughs) Lily... I love you. <laughs> and she would say, you're such a good friend. Oh, my God, Snape. I I mean, Severus, because she wouldn't call him Snape, because that'd be weird. I'm going to take my shirt off. Will you give me a massage? Because you're such a good friend. <laughs> such a oh, good friend. Oh, and did I tell you that James is coming over later? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, uh, oh, so that's interesting. Yeah. I wish so. they would have. See, there's a lot of stuff in the movies that I think is like a lot of little things throughout the movies that I think this is pointless. I wish this was, I, you know, and now I'm thinking they could have interchanged, like they could have exchanged some things for other things. Like gotten rid of Groppy. 
yeah yeah and just shown like just show us like another show us the scene where we find out what voldemort's beginnings are yeah like his his incredibly essential beginnings as to why he can be defeated by love like i mean that's like the whole thing is that yeah i mean that that like blew my mind that they decided not to include that because i was like this is (laughs) just saying this is like just a little tiny bit vital to him as a character you know and they were yeah and i think the interesting thing about snape being because for snape to have such a momentous like so the latter half of the series snape takes much more of like a center stage in a sense where he's like not just a teacher he's also maybe a villain but he's also like you're not sure right so his story really comes into the forefront a lot more than it did at the beginning of the series so the best thing to do is to tell us more about him so we feel even more conflicted like if i knew that he was in love with a woman once you know uh, unrequited love you know things like that because finding out that he got teased did a lot for me to be like oh now i get why he doesn't like harry more than just like he's slytherin and slytherin's just unpleasant that's that seems like that's not right you know right so so show me more about Snape because now he's this like we don't know if he is truly joined forces with Voldemort or if he's you know working some long con with that Dumbledore and him set up. So if you show us more of his humanity, I think that that would make that mystery be so much more intriguing, you know, right. even more intriguing because yeah. I really liked in the last movie when they went to his house and it felt in that moment that he was conflicted and then at the end when he killed dumbledore instead of um draco i felt like he was almost like being heroic like he was saving draco from having to murder dumbledore but at the same time he's doing these evil things so i like that like i don't know i'm like it's it's i don't know what where i stand on him and so showing more yeah, and I'm not, and they might bring it up in the next one, but I kind of don't think that they will about Lily. They might. I. What if they find in Hogwarts? They find like his old locker, and it's just full of pictures like Shepherds Press Lily. <laughs> Be like Lily Snape. <laughs> he calls himself by like, his last name. No, no, I mean like because that would be her name. Oh like, yeah, <laughs> like, like Lily Snape Hearts, Lily Snape. Yeah. Um, yeah uh, I, yeah, no, I totally agree with you. And the thing is, the thing about these movies is that I think they try and and do the best that they can, but there's just so much information, you know? Yeah, it's like, I think I talked about it in a previous episode where it's unfortunate because they have this um, sort of unspoken oath to fulfill with Harry Potter fans where they have to do all this fan service. And that makes it really difficult for them to make a, an actual, like, good, lasting movie that yeah. would be accessible for people who aren't necessarily fans and aren't necessarily looking for this fan service. Like me. Right, right. Who I'm not looking for these, like, things where I can be like, oh, I read the two sentences about this character in the book. I'm so glad they included him. Like, I don't care, you know? Right, right. So it just comes off as, like, like there's this thing that happened. Like, I watch uh, wrestling with Mike, like, WWE wrestling, and they bring out sometimes they'll bring out these like old timers who were popular in like the late 90s a time when i never watched wrestling and so now and the crowd like usually gives them a big cheer because they're like beloved by the fans 
but they're like old men now and their bodies have been brutalized like over and over again in their prime and now they're old old men who have to live in these bodies still and sometimes they still do matches and it's like kind of like hard to watch because i don't have any allegiance to them because i was not watching them 20 years ago and they just seem awkward so Mm -hmm. all of the like love that i'm supposed to have for them that would maybe make me overlook some of these uncomfortable moments in a match isn't there so it's just like doubly like i just don't care for it you know like I, i don't I don't need them to come out. I don't I don't miss them because I don't know them. And now that's not to say I know that there are people who do like them. And that's what I mean. That's what I'm comparing it to. Like the Harry Potter movies. I don't need certain things because I don't know about them. Right. But you do maybe need them. Not Grappy, but other things because you know about them. You know what I mean? Yeah, so Grappy it's like, was, I didn't even remember he was a character. I was like, oh, Grappy, no. It's <laughs> like finding that balance and deciding who to disappoint would not be easy, I guess. Yeah. I And I remember, so I brought Grappy up to, to Emily because she's also <laughs> a fan of them. And she was like, oh, yeah, Grappy. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> it just, didn't age well, I don't think. Not, it, not well, only the CGI, age but well, the concept. But, yeah, yeah, just it was like, it didn't feel essential either. It felt like you could have had done anything else <laughs> and then include him, you know, <laughs> yeah. just saying like oh, yeah. anything else. You could have just left him out. I mean, Hermione could have just been like, oh, we have a secret weapon. And, and she's like, we're just going into the Forbidden Forest because I have no idea sure. what else to do. Yeah. And we just have to get, you know, this fucking psychopath, like, you know, hyena of Hogwarts, like away from all these students. <laughs> um, no, but I mean, the hyena of Auschwitz was a really like terrible lady. But I feel like the comparison is not. She's a umbridge i mean is a is an incredible villain and i she's i actually she's a great villain i was glad she was back because i liked that trial that trial was very heavy well and she's wearing the locket the whole time so whatever Mm -hmm. whatever is already evil about her is even more enhanced by the locket yeah Yeah, so it's like (laughs) oh damn so she's probably like besties with voldemort she was like like it she's like voldemort and i used to paint each other's nails it was super fun um and i would bring him kittens and then he would murder them because he's a terrible man and (laughs) i liked how at that dinner party like the politician who became like like, the minister animal violence is not funny at all i have a cat i would never He was at that. that he was at that meeting and then he was also at like he became the new minister of magic and she was standing next to him and I thought that that was like pretty cool to see like how he was put there but I do want to talk about the wand thing because that's okay. what I was kind of leading up to like so he's like oh my wand won't kill him because it's made from the same material and I think that that's really stupid. Do well, they explain that more in the it book? It doesn't seem to make a difference either. Also, Harry's wand gets busted, so somebody call Voldemort because he's his wand with the phoenix feather in it is gone now, so you could just come zap him. Well, but it, it the thing is, it didn't seem to make a difference. Yeah, because his wand, like, because, he took yeah, Lucius... <laughs> Lauren's double fisting him with drinks. She's got a smoothie, <laughs> like got and, some water. smoothie and some water. I, but- do the, I have the same, but... Um, <laughs> so, it yeah, because the, the wand... So, but that's what I mean. Like he, so he just chooses a wand randomly. It's not like he needs a stronger wand. He just right. needs a wand. And then, and then, you know, he's trying to kill Harry, 
as as Harry's you know riding with Hagrid, and the same exact thing happens yeah. that happened in the fourth one where their wands connect, but nothing actually like occurs. That and, was, uh, yeah, and Voldemort's still like, <laughs> I just want to kill you. you I'm know? starting to wonder <laughs> if Voldemort has any power because it seems like Harry should be dead based on his logic. Right. I mean, I don't know. I think that I think the thing is that. Voldemort is less of a terrifying villain than all of the other individuals that are part of his crew, if that makes sense. You know, like Umbridge. I mean, I wouldn't say she's part of his crew, but I call her, I consider her because she's sure, just pure yeah. evil. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, or, or Snape is like kind of scary. You know, you don't know what you expect with him. You don't know where his loyalty lies. And... And then there's kind of Voldemort who's like, yes, he's the most terrifying individual. And he's, I think that the things that the wizarding world and the muggle world are experiencing run like very parallel to like Hitler's whole spiel, you know, uh, where there's, they want like a certain kind of person that has a certain kind of blood, you know, to be part of, the, part of their thing. And everyone else is just like, oh, you know, I mean, there was like that woman in the Ministry of Magic who her her blood status was being questioned. And it was like, who cares? Who cares? Like, so she's half muggle. Who cares? Like, like, you know what I mean? But it's it's just another one of those weird, arbitrary things that we as humans deem as less important or less vital or less desirable or whatever because of our skin color our genes our our you know our religion whatever kind of again because it is kind of arbitrary because what does it really matter at the end of the day because we're all people you know what i mean so i think that <clears throat> i don't know it, it's i guess i mean i get it and i think what you said i i agree and it was in, it's interesting how they were like printing up like pamphlets about like pure blood and everything but I just don't understand how, like, how Voldemort failed. Yeah, I don't, n I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't, like, I don't know. I, you want me to look it up? You can look it up real I quick. I mean, I don't, yeah, did something, like, know. get in the way and they just didn't put that in the movie? Because he, he went through this whole, like, ceremony of taking, which I think is an interesting aspect, like, taking a wizard's wand it's like an extension of them so yeah it's yeah. it was it's kind of like um like almost uh i don't know how oh, to I describe it. it but it it feels like like you know he was asking him to like cut off his hand and lend it to him almost you know and and so that oh yeah because was, lucius was looking yeah lucius is looking like he's <laughs> been on a bender for the last couple months okay um Let's see. Basically, Voldemort came and Harry like had his his scar started hurting him. And oh yeah, what a drama queen that always happens. <laughs> and his, oh, I can't do anything because my scar hurts. And his <laughs> his, <laughs> his wand acted up. <laughs> okay, I can't. I didn't know that that was gonna be so funny. <laughs> I don't know. It was just like it was just such a whiny little. Like, <laughs> my scar hurts. Um, okay. Does anybody have ointment? <laughs> okay. So he, I guess his. 
his his wand acted of its own accord. Harry's wand? Mm-hmm. Okay. And it said, uh, a sawspurt of golden fire through his half-closed eyelids heard a crack and a scream of fury. The remaining Death Eater yelled. Voldemort screamed, no. Somehow Harry found his nose an inch from the dragon fire button, which I think is on uh, Hagrid's Oh, sure. Thing. Yeah. Hagrid's the uh, dragon fire button. Right. Find a dollar for how many times my face was next to that. So, I, yeah, it just, it just seems like what happened is Hagrid had, because Hagrid actually fell off the motorbike. Oh. And then Harry saved him. But it, it sounded like um, it just was kind of just, he just couldn't get to him or something. Yikes. Voldemort couldn't get to him. Because they were also flying through the air. Yeah. So. I don't know. I feel like. Yeah, it says that, like, because it says, like, I guess that Voldemort's wand maybe got destroyed because he said, your wand, Solwyn, give me your wand. He felt Voldemort before he saw him. Looking sideways, he stared into the red eyes and was sure that that would be the last thing he ever saw. Voldemort prepared to curse him once more, and then Voldemort vanished. Why? I think that they were about to land. He was near the burrow. I think what probably happened is the burrow had a lot of enchantment and protective spells around it, and he just couldn't get through them. Okay, because there's many powerful wizards in that. That makes sense. And there's just so many little things like that where. It wouldn't take any effort to just explain something like that right. for people like me who's like, why can't Voldemort just get the job done? Why are the wands what's keeping him from killing him? Because that seems really silly because in that case that anyone who picks up Harry's wand could defeat Voldemort and that right. doesn't seem accurate. Like a baby couldn't defeat Voldemort just because he had a wand that was made with the same feather. So none of that, it all just feels like like slowing down progress like we don't want the movie or the book to end quite so soon so we just have to make up reasons that don't make sense and so that because like he should have injured harry at least injured him right because he got a new wand specifically to i mean like he said his wand would injure him but not kill him so i get why he needed to get a different wand but the different one didn't help him one bit either so there should be something like for god's sakes george can put a toothbrush in the hole in his head now and harry just is like okay (laughs) yep (laughs) i guess that's it uh i i don't know i i think it's yeah i i don't disagree with you though i think that there's something like there needs to be a little bit more information you know yeah just spell it out a little bit more for people because otherwise it just seems like meh why is this happening? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about the whole wand thing. I mean, so obviously he's he's going after the elder wand, which um, which now he doesn't even need because Harry's wand is gone. Right. But he does need it all the sudden because it's super powerful. Listen, Voldemort, if you're listening, <laughs> Harry is probably sometime he's going to be sleeping. So just kill him in his sleep. <laughs> why why am I the one who knows how to do this? I I don't know. You know, maybe if you had joined Voldemort's crew a long time ago, you would have helped I, him kill Harry he Potter. Just, I 
Listen. And then you would have taken Bellatrix Lestrange's spot and had Voldemort's baby, so. You think that I would have slept with Voldemort? (laughs) That's what you think of me? (laughs) It's just that lack of noses and eyebrows are like, girl. (laughs) I just don't, I don't, I don't, there's no reason given why Voldemort is dragging his feet so much except the overarching reason of that just like the movie is not done yet and the books aren't done yet i i know i keep saying I this know, but it's I just know. it there's well it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a story if he just killed them immediately you know no i understand that there has to be some cat and mouse but this is like excruciating cat and mouse and the, it's it doesn't make sense like the cat i don't understand why voldemort keeps pulling back or failing you know i don't either i don't even like i wish i had an answer but i don't remember from the books i just i think it's just a series of events that caused him from like preventing him from doing the it. hollow having enchantments around it awesome perfect great reason wait, have you, somebody say that wait you mean the burrow burrow yeah sorry there's so many hollow burrow <laughs> anyway they all end at ow so all they have to say is Oh yeah, we put all kinds of enchantments around this place, so he could. He definitely wasn't going to be able to get through if he was fighting you and thinking about that, and also like flying. And so there was a lot going on. Right. Sure. Then I, I'm like, okay, Voldemort couldn't get the job done because there's powerful wizards who put enchantments around this house. But instead, all it looks like is he was like, Lucius, give me your wand. It's going to work. Lucius, your wand didn't work. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, Lucius, I asked you for one thing and one thing <laughs> only. You had one job. <laughs> you had one job, Lucius, and that was to make your ma- wand work, and it didn't. And now <laughs> I'm pissed. So what are we going to do here, Lucius? <laughs> give me your hair. That's the only way. <laughs> he we'll make a wig out I of it. It'll be perfect. I need I'll a have your nose wig. too, actually. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> both. I'll have both. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, there's this. Voldemort is really good at vocal fry. <laughs> there's this. There's this. Um, there's this uh, TikToker that I that I follow, and he'll just like say stuff, and at the end he goes, "Thank you." <laughs> <laughs> I just like love it every time. I'm like, yes, this is so passive aggressive. Thank you. Um, I have to bring up something. It's time. Okay. I can't wait any longer. Okay, go for it. Okay, so I have a couple things to talk about. Okay, that are all related. Okay, so let's. The bulk of the movie is just like the most awful camping trip. <laughs> Why are they wearing the Horcrux? Can't they just put it in their pocket? Like, so Harry starts acting like a real jerk. Mm-hmm. And Hermione's like, take it off. And he takes take it off. So he takes the necklace off and she's like, feel better. And I thought to myself, well, good. These smart wizard students have realized that they can't wear it. But then they all take turns wearing it. Can't you just put it in a pocket? Like it's just as safe. Well, I don't. I don't understand why they couldn't have put it in like Hermione's bag of holding. Sure, that's like, another thing. Also, I want that bag. It's pretty that's cool. Amazing. I like it. Like of the, all the wizarding things that they do, I think the bag is pretty cool. I know. I mean, I know it's called something different. I think. D, I think that's a D and D thing, but whatever. Same concept. Felix bag, bag of holding. Uh, and I, I've always wanted something like that because how convenient would that be to be like, yeah, you could have an entire wardrobe in there and the whole thing would probably weigh like not even a pound. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't understand why they wore it. 
consistently and then yeah. ron gets okay so then ron is like getting pissed and jealous number one why would they put it on ron who is injured who can't defend it anyway like right. he's not keeping it safe he's injured so and then ron's like seeing harry and hermione together and he's getting all jealous and then he like gets finally explodes and gets all pissed and and hermione's like you're only talking like that because you're wearing the whole crux and i was like why is he wearing the horcrux and then he takes it off unlike harry he doesn't like immediately feel better when he takes it off he still just leaves why are they wearing the horcrux (laughs) let's google it okay google it yeah okay oh i guess that they um they had to keep it on them at all times for if they took it off they risked it getting lost or being stolen by death eaters or snatchers like from their pocket though or would it do the same thing if it was in their pocket i don't know that's they didn't try it they should have tried it they didn't try it no it's pretty weird because like hermione and harry had this like little agreement where she's like we'll take turns wearing it don't know why but they were going to take turns wearing it and then suddenly ron is the one who has to wear it as well and it just like eats him up and, yeah and it and and i thought that was so weird and then he, he leaves and so this is where i'm going what is with the dancing scene lauren what is going on i love that scene i think it's so cute i think it <laughs> <laughs> the look you're giving me is like of course you that scene <laughs> have you ever seen the video clip of donald trump coming out to like a classic rock song for one of his um <laughs> Uh, rallies no is Her- it cringy daniel radcliffe's dancing was like donald trump dancing <laughs> what is with the dancing they had no like mike and i were so flabbergasted because they had no like there wasn't something two movies ago where they like danced when they were both sad or something it was just this weird like they were just i think he was trying to get her out of her funk you well, know listen mike mike wrote a song for the show okay and I want to play it for okay, you. Okay, play it. And I want to play it for the listeners. Okay. Because it's the best. <laughs> okay. I think we're alone now. Alone now. There doesn't seem to be any wrong around. I think we're alone now. Alone now. So I can dance with Perry while Ron's out of town. So Mike and I were joking that... so. Yeah, so Ron's gone, so Harry's gonna try putting the moves on Hermione, and we were joking around about that song. So that song says, there doesn't seem to be any Ron around, oh. and they said, so I can dance with Harry while Ron's out of town, because it's like, such a okay. pointless, weird dancing scene. I always liked it. I liked it. <laughs> I always like those scenes that you don't like, like the Philadelphia scene where he's listening to the uh, the opera, and I was like, wow, this is great and emotional, and you were like... It was stupid. And I was like, okay. <laughs> well, then. <laughs> I don't know. I, I thought it was bad. And I, uh, I, I was so sure. It. I was actually so sure that you would think it was stupid as well. No, I, was, I always loved it. I was I saying it was to Mike, cute. like, this is such a bad scene that it would be, it's, I can't imagine Lauren liking it. Why, <laughs> why did you like it? Like, it was. Because it's it's like these two friends who are dealing with some really heavy shit and they need, a, you know, to break up just the drama and the garbage of how awful things are. And so they dance, you know? Yeah. So like I'm, the 
weirdest song ever. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think it's just, I think he just saw Hermione being so, you know, forlorn and was like, all right, we need to get up. We need to do something. And so they danced. That's what I think. Well, I didn't like it. So <laughs> I thought we were going to have a good laugh and I a do? fun time about it. But <laughs> no, that really. I know kind of took the wind out of my sails but i listen i love mike's song and i'm so happy that he makes stuff for the podcast and i i think he's so talented yes and he made that and i just like thank you mike because every time he makes something i i think it's yes thank so you awesome. and i think the song I, I is so it. funny and i think that song is so catchy anyway so it's just like everything is it's pretty cool so thanks mike thank uh, you mike and uh yeah sorry so. you also didn't like that scene you're both wrong but you know <laughs> <laughs> i i guess i'm not surprised i just <clears throat> thought like there was nothing like this is the thing and mike said this this is not my point but he said it would be different if there was something about them dancing something early like dancing out stress earlier but instead right. it just that wasn't it and like the radio was somehow like some big plot device in this movie for some reason no idea why yeah it might be later but i i need to reread these books i think i say this but i don't know if it's even gonna happen <laughs> to be honest also in addition so in addition to the ron getting jealous because of the horcrux which i don't know why he was wearing i it. mean he was always kind of jealous of harry though no, you know? I, I understand that, but I, I also, like, I don't understand Hermione and Ron's relationship at this point, because I thought they were more established, but they're still not. No, not until the last Is that what, I know part. that, like, some of the books are still hazy for you, but is that what it was like in the books, too? Yeah, a little okay, bit. Okay, so. Bit. There was always, like, something between them, but it wasn't until, like, the end and that they actually, like, okay. are like, okay, I actually like you and I want to be with you. So, something that i didn't understand was when harry was in the woods and ron comes back and rescues him and they get the sword of the gryffindor sword and 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 then ron's like well i don't understand why harry was so mean to him when ron was like look i'm the horcrux seemed to have more seems to have more of an effect on me so i think you should do it and harry was like no you do it and i didn't really understand why like harry was so pissed uh, especially since they knew Ron was under the influence of the Horcrux when he left. So right. why would they still be pissed at him? Like, why were they mad at him at all after like, okay, maybe like a couple hours you're like, oh, I'm so mad that Ron left. But then you have to say he was under the influence of this evil piece of jewelry that we both earlier agreed we have to take turns wearing. Right. But in, instead they're just like still pissed at him when it wasn't, he wasn't in his right mind I when he came back I think that um I think that I understand as to why Harry reacted that way but I didn't really get I didn't get really get like a pissed vibe from him when he was telling him that he needed to destroy the horcrux I think it was more just like I almost died and I just want to get this over with Oh maybe yeah. that could yeah that yeah. could be So we, first of all I was <laughs> when he was getting in that water first of all he's walking on the ice I'm like bro that's gonna break like thin and crispy too risky you know what i mean <laughs> like yeah, that's <laughs> like, good he, he should somebody should have told him that. Yeah, like thin and crispy way too risky um but also it's like okay first of all t- 
take off the horcrux okay put it aside with all your stuff which it was smart to take off his clothes because then he could put them back on and actually be warm instead of getting hypothermia you know but um but i was like take off the horcrux and go with someone who can watch over you in case yeah, something why happens he, why didn't he go get hermione i don't understand that either like that's it's he's like making a small little hole in the, in the thing and i just all i could think about was like i've heard just so many times and i don't know if it's just like growing up in a in a cold environment or something like that but i've just heard so many different times like you don't go into the the water because if you get confused you might not make it back out into that same hole you might not be able to find it you yeah, know what i big mean time. yeah and, I was and that's just why like, one of the reasons one of the reasons why it's just dangerous to fall into the ice oh yeah exactly i mean you don't walk on the ice when it's thin and crispy because it's way too risky you know what i'm saying <laughs> that is a bumper sticker <laughs> yeah and uh and and so the, just that he did that i was like harry you fucking dumbass <laughs> Oh I mean, God. he hasn't made the like, best decisions. No, I think Harry has, he's intelligent in his own way, but there's a lot of things where I'm like, really? Really, Harry? Yeah. Was that the right decision to make? Come on, you know? And it's it's like, you know what? Thank God you have your friends there because you would have been dead like way long ago. <laughs> yeah, and that's another thing. It's another moment of like, oh, good thing Ron showed up. But I like, like... I don't need a lot. I just need enough. And Ron had a perfectly good reason. Right. The light thing that Dumbledore left him, the deluminator led him to them. And I assume that the the deluminator led him to them at the right time for that reason. Right, right. So all you have to, like, it's so easy to just explain, like, oh, perfect timing that Ron's here. Well, the deluminator is a magical thing and it let him you know so it works for me that's all right, i need right. and the movie is just full of things that there's none of that right so i i i accept and i suspend disbelief that ron showed up at the right time because he had the deluminator right and um but then something that i don't get is that so he he's just he's gonna destroy the horcrux he's decided to destroy it he's got the sword and the horcrux is trying is lying to him and showing him hermione and harry like having sex they're not just kissing they're They're, i mean they're like half naked making heavily out yeah and i was like that's not like something i would want to destroy that image that's not something that would make me want to like keep the horcrux around like i would want to do anything i could to get that image out of here like right. oh the person i like right is with somebody else no what it should have been saying is like ron you're the best you don't need them ron listen you're more powerful just because harry's more famous you actually are more powerful and more important right and then you'd be like i mean that would tread into like one ring territory i guess where you're like no i want to keep it because it's you know but instead, it shows him something that would in, like incense him. <laughs> and no wonder right. he destroyed it. So that was like super backwards to me. Right? Did you? Um, no, I, I guess it didn't. It didn't bother me. That was. I mean, because I, I can see where you're coming from, though. That it, it's going to fight. It's it's a it's a magical object that is so powerful that it has its own almost its own like. Um, what am i trying to say not like free will but i guess it's the closest thing i can think of you know uh so i guess you're right it would not you're right it wouldn't want to be destroyed 
yeah so uh, that's a good that's a good question that's a good yeah and do you know if in the book it showed like the same images um so yes that is what happens in the book um but part of it too is that the horcrux is saying i've seen your heart and it is mine i've seen your dreams ronald weasley and i've seen your fears all you desire is possible but all that you dread is also possible least loved always by the mother who craved a daughter least loved now by the girl who prefers your friend second best always eternally overshadowed and then it goes into the um into the whole like thing with hermione and and harry hmm interesting yeah so that is happens so it it's an interesting like creative choice from jk rowling and the movie makers because like that seems like it would have the opposite effect, you know, like it would make him so angry, but maybe it was trying to make him angry enough to take it and use it against Harry or something. Right. Right. So it's interesting that I like the insecurity of him thinking his mom always wanted a girl. I mean, if your parents have X amount of children, you're all, all just, like all boys. Too. Yeah. Um, so that's, but I also, I was wondering, he gave Harry a wand. Was there something special about that wand? How did he no, get he, it? No, he just got it from a snatcher. He stole it? Yeah. He snatched it from a he snatcher? He snatched it from a snatcher. Okay, so now Harry has this, like somebody else's wand. Did you? Okay, so <laughs> that scene where they're, the snatchers are walking through the forest and they walk right, right past Hermione and she's like wearing the perfume. First of all, I was like, why are you wearing a perfume like you're in the middle of a forest like I, I mean sure it can make you feel better but like at the same time like why waste that perfume you know what i mean i was i thought it was weird too like i thought it was just like a holdover from the wedding right no like, she it's, had so it's been like several days oh okay. yeah so no. she just yeah she she was wearing perfume right so I, I, I don't know but whenever i see that guy the long hair dude my first thought is always like pirate <laughs> Yeah, I said to Mike, I said, who are these colonials walking through the woods? I know, he's always like kind of slinky and like, and he's I'm always wearing like, like a, like a old ruffly like a shirt. Yeah. yeah, yeah, major pirate vibes. Yeah, so yeah, I, I'm not sure why she was wearing perfume either, but she also did proposition Harry to be like, let's just stay here. We can grow old together. So I was like, it's kind of so sad now that Ron is out of the picture. She reminds me, that part reminds me of myself, like just a little bit like, like, we're fighting so hard why are we fighting so hard let's just stay here and we can just live the rest of our lives in peace like there's something about it that i really like i kind of just felt you know what i mean i felt yeah. it in my soul like i was just like yeah and <clears throat> I, I think after a while you're you're just so tired of fighting and you don't know when it's gonna end and you're scared and you like and and like the heartbreaking scene where she erases her family or her parents' yeah. memory of her is like, I mean, it like every time that part kills me because it's just like, it's just so sad. Was you she know? afraid that they were going to hold her back? No. What she's afraid of is that the Death Eaters would find them, torture them for information as oh. to where she was located. But if they don't know she exists, they won't be tortured. Sure. So, yeah. But can she reverse that spell? I think so. So why is she so upset about it? <laughs> I'm kidding. No, <laughs> I agree. It was really it was really sad. It was really sad, yeah. And uh and she was like, I don't even think they'd recognize this spot anymore, you know. Yeah. It's 
like that can't be good for your brain oh no i mean (laughs) i i I would imagine that hermione is pretty consistently probably depressed you know because (laughs) i i mean i bet all of them are how can you like how is this a world where you're like seen by the awkward dancing (laughs) like how can you you know you can find spots of happiness here and there like dancing (laughs) with your friend or you know you just can feel the dark ever looming you know eternal night that's just trying to crawl over you and eat you alive you know so Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know i i read on the because after i watch the movies since they're so jam-packed i usually go through just the plot synopsis on wikipedia and um it said that Ron found out that saying Voldemort's name reveals the location of who said it. Did they say that in the movie? I don't... Uh, no, but it's, like, implied. What? Yeah. How is it implied? They... <laughs> I did not... That was, like, news to me. I was like, is this why nobody says Voldemort's name ever? Yeah. It, that's It's implied, like, throughout the... That No, you told me... No, throughout the series, I asked, and you said it gives him power. Yes, it gives it like i think as he's grown in power it gives him now like when people say his name i guess he can, he knows where they are i guess i don't think it's implied <laughs> because there was never a I scene mean, where somebody said his name and all of a sudden he showed up and they were like don't say his name right so right. how would i ever if i didn't read the wikipedia page i would not think that okay. that was a thing i could see i could see why is that'd that be what confusing. it's like in the book i think that it no it is not i think that i may have just filled that out in my brain <laughs> with like the knowledge that i already knew sure yeah because i was like well yeah if you call his name then he shows up like or he you know he goes so um but <laughs> yeah i guess maybe it's not implied maybe i just filled out that extra information with you know i mean with my brain well i mean it is like you're not wrong where like saying his name throughout the series is like you know don't do it but i never noticed or put together that it was something like he can find you if you say his name yeah i guess i guess so now (laughs) are you okay are you okay i I just don't have like an answer i'm just like yeah man that's what happened did i upset you no 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 i'm just (laughs) like i literally am like yep that's it i don't have an answer that's all i could tell you well that was just in the wikipedia thing so i can't hold it against the movie because i don't remember that being a thing unless i it could have been a line of dialogue that i missed no 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 i don't think there was ever a line of dialogue but there were like there were situations where someone said his name and then he appeared can i think of them no yeah I was but they say, were there <laughs> i don't know them either but okay but all right so i can't hold it against the movie i was just gonna ask you about that because i thought oh maybe that's in the book and that's why they can't say his name but right yeah i think it says he's grown in power he's been able to i don't know do that for he some can reason. do all kinds of things but he can't kill harry potter he can't kill harry <laughs> also so harry harry's carrying around <laughs> Harry's carrying around this like random broken piece of a mirror and I swear and Mike said the same thing that there was like a face next to him. Yes, yes. Many and I was times. like I thought it was going to be Ron like in the scene I was like oh Ron's next to him but then the camera pulled back and I'm like Ron's not next to him. So was well, there a one, face? Yes. There's the you see the first time you see Dumbledore's face. Really? Yes. Oh. And then there's later another face and I don't know who the oh, other face don't was. Oh, we don't find out. Yeah. What what is that mirror? Is that the like I the what's don't. it called? The mirror of the, the the mirror, mirror said yeah is no that, no 
I'm gonna look it up though. Let's see. Um, it is a gift from Sirius given to Harry in the Order of the Phoenix. The mirror is part of a set that allows people to communicate with each other. Oh. After Sirius's death, Harry put in his school trunk and forgot about it. I see. And it broke, apparently. It's a, actually, apparently, um, oh, wait, hold on. Apparently, I've never been on live television before, and apparently, <laughs> did you ever see that, that kid? What is that? From? It's like a little kid who was on the news. <laughs> like, they were interviewing him, and he's like, apparently, he just kept saying apparently. you never seen <laughs> I've it? never oh. seen that, no. Okay, yeah, so that look, that's what it is, I guess. Oh, okay, so it does it reveal... Dead, dead people i don't know um i mean it seems like it seems like in harry potter world the the kind of like the veil between life and death is very like shaky you know it i mean because there's ghosts right there's like oh there are ghosts yes there actually is a scene that is not included in the series where the the golden trio is what they're called i don't know if i ever called them but that's what they're called the fans call them the golden trio harry hermione and ron yeah and uh they go to uh sir nicholas's death party which is basically his or his it was like his death day party oh okay. so instead of like his birthday it was sure. the day that he died oh wow and so there's all this like molded food and like and like yummy <laughs> like, and, and the kids are all like this is the worst party i've ever been to <laughs> and we leave and and everyone's like yeah let's get out of here and but uh my my thing was always like but I mean, wouldn't you want to just attend one? Just oh, at sure. least one. Like, I'm yeah. just curious. I like all these ghosts around there. And you go, oh, hey, so you're a, a ghost. How's that going for you? <laughs> Not so good. Nobody came to my party. Apparently. <laughs> um, uh, that reminds me. Have you ever seen that show Disjointed? I don't think so. It's, I don't think I've even heard of it. It's a it's like a little mini series. It was on um, Netflix, and it's about it's with Kathy Bates, and she sells marijuana. So she lives in California. And she has like a uh, a uh, um, dispensary. F- Thank you, <laughs> dispensary. Oh, disjointed. I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So she, it's like it's it is the one of the most unique shows I've ever seen to be honest with you because it's like it starts out and it seems like it's just a regular sitcom but then they have this whole like side plot where one of the characters has like PTSD because he was a soldier and there's all this like stuff that he's dealing with which I liked so it was kind of like a little bit more serious but anyway they put a lot of extras in it that I've like just really never seen before it's just very kind of unique and it's it's stupid but it's also funny anyway but there's one scene where one of the girls got like she got famous but like meme famous because she was in she was being recorded for something or interviewed for something and she kept saying whatnot so she's like yeah it was really exciting and whatnot and she had a giant piece of chocolate in her like teeth so she's like smiling and it looks like one of her teeth are like missing because this giant piece of chocolate and so later she's like being interviewed again for these like these things that she had made these like you know edibles and um 
and and she starts saying whatnot, and you can see on her face that she's starting to look more and more panicked, but she can't stop saying whatnot, and like that just reminded me of the apparently. <laughs> That's like uh, and Zach and Miri make a porno, and she becomes like Granny Panties, and they're like, "Hey, it's Granny Panties." I don't know, but I did like that movie. You see someone famous? Yeah, did like that movie. Yeah, that was a surprisingly cute film. I was like, I like it. I did I feel have like a- Elizabeth Banks has gotten like really classy as she's gotten older. Yeah. She has. Like, she wasn't, like, super classy in the beginning, but as she's gotten older, I'm like, damn, that girl's got class. Like, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I like her. I do, too. And um, she's gorgeous. I did, speaking of ghosts, I did think that it was, like, comically weird and kind of stupid when they they went, so they were trying to find a safe house, so they went to Sirius Black's home. Mm-hmm. And, Grimald's place. And when they walk in, like, this, like, dusty ghost flew at them and then just vaporized in a puff of dust and he's like what was that and one of them were like maybe you put that here in case voldemort came and i was like would voldemort be afraid of this because i think you're seriously overestimating him in this (laughs) everything i I hear and see about voldemort i think maybe just maybe just show him a sad movie or a sad commercial he might not even need a whole movie's length all you need to do is show him that budweiser commercial with the puppy and the clyde tail and he'll be like "Uh, is this what love is exactly bella come over here i'm feeling things i don't know what this is what does this mean are you suggesting that that would have more of an effect on voldemort than it did on three teenage children (laughs) i know i know well especially since they're like they this creature whatever it is not a creature because it's the name of the house elf but this um i don't know special effects or whatever comes at them and they're all kind of like oh and then that's like Uh, their whole reaction yeah Yeah. it just like puffs up like someone like me i might see that and go you know what i'm out of (laughs) here i'll just find somewhere else to stay but i think if you've been there before and like this is not your first time being there then you might be kind of like no this is just kind of grim old place you know it's, it's creepy it's gross it's dirty all the time and ugh. every time they they show that they show it i go i would not want to stay there or live there <laughs> like, i was like i hate that place <laughs> it's just there's so much bad energy there you know what i mean i get the like i get the vibe that there's so much bad energy there you know just like years of anger and i mean you know the mom would just completely be like oh (laughs) you have different views than me well you are no longer my son so bye and it was like okay thanks mom for the emotional support (laughs) anyway yeah, I don't know. I I think it it was a weird plot point to suggest that Voldemort would be afraid of an apparition of yeah. I, don't know, just I like, mean, it's, it's one of the scariest. It's like oh well, I have this. I have a a burglar alarm in case Voldemort comes. Like oh, a burglar alarm. That's oh yeah, gonna that's really gonna really do anything. Stop him. Yeah, <laughs> like, he'll just be like, Boop, right, just kill that. And yeah, um, yeah. You know, Voldemort's pretty scary. I don't think he's gonna be stopped by some sort of like apparition that's gonna. Yeah. Yeah. I think I have to remind myself this is once again, this is a kid's movie sometimes, especially with like how powerless he seems, but how powerful they all uh, like perceive him to be Mm -hmm. is I think just an aspect of it being a children's movie. And I have to like, once again, remind myself like maybe if you were eight years old, 
none of this like you wouldn't have any of these questions you just go right. along for the ride you'd be like oh there's a wizarding world and yeah because all the know. questions you're asking i'm like oh oh that's a good question and some i've thought here and there but most for the most part i'm i mean i to me it, it doesn't it whereas it bothers you enough to be like okay they need to explain this to me it doesn't and i I think also part of it is because you know i i mentally like i've already read the book so i can fill in the blanks yeah exactly i can fill in any blanks um it's you know so that's that's a lot easier to do when you already have the knowledge that you know i have uh but i can understand why it'd be frustrating you know yeah because um I think that it's not, I mean, it's not that I don't think it's creative. I think it's creative. It's just, it's so drawn out. And there's just, I don't know, it's it's the same conflict I talked about earlier. It's like deciding what to cut out of the movies is is just as important about, is as, whoa. It's just as important as what you put in the movies from the books. Right. So, but I did think, um, and even Mike thought the animation was cool for the, um, the Horcrux description. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was thinking of something and I, I told Mike this story too, and I, you were there, so you, this story is about you, but I showed him the picture of your tattoo because I was like, oh, Lauren has the Horcrux tattoo. The Deathly Hollows. The Deathly Hollows. <laughs> yeah, not the Horcrux. Sorry. What I meant was the Deathly Hollows. Uh-huh. So the animation talking about the Deathly Hollows I th- it was, was pretty cool and stylized. Yes, I love and it. Um, so I love the story behind it. I think it was when we were at, like, we went to, like, the Grand Rapids Comic Con years ago. And you saw a woman there who had a, a Deathly Hollows tattoo. And it was, like, kind of stylized. And it was, like, like aged looking, like, purposefully aged looking. And you were like, look, I have the Deathly Hollows as well. And you guys bought it for a second. And then she left. And you said something like, oh, hers was really cool. And mine's just, like, lines. And I was, after watching the movie, I was like, Lauren has the cooler one. Because hers is, like, the movie, movie accurate. Yeah. So well, And mine is, so mine is um, slightly tilted on my wrist. But the reason I did that is because when I look at it, it's straight. Oh, see? Yeah. And it yeah. also, it also curves with the natural curve of my thumb, which is also why I did it that way. I think yours looks cooler than hers did. Because it's tattoo. movie, it's, it's like, I don't know, I just think it's cool. It's, when it I looks got like it. what uh, Mr. Lovegood Yeah, Zedophilius. You yeah, know? Yeah. And so. Um, it's so funny because when I got it, <laughs> first of all, I only have one tattoo. But when I got it, my parents were like, oh, we thought you were going to get like a little like quarter size tattoo. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and I was like, surprise. And my mom was like, what did you do? <laughs> And uh, I think years later, they still kind of go like, they still kind of say things like they think that I hate the tattoo, but I'm like, I love this tattoo. I'm so happy I got this. This is like, it's, it, it has a lot of meaning to me. And, and it's not just because of Harry Potter. It's also the story behind the Deathly Hollows with, you know, the third brother. It, it you know, it's about not, um, it, it's about not like, what, is, what am I trying to say? Like being humble and stuff like that. And the third brother, I love at the end, she describes that he greeted death like an old friend. And it's like, an, and I just love that. I love the story behind it. it. And it has a lot of emotional meaning to me. I'm actually getting goosebumps talking about it. <laughs> um, so, <clears throat> you know, and, and uh, 
so yeah i appreciate that <laughs> actually thank you <laughs> i'm like looking i at think it. it's like if for, for like harry potter fans to get like what's something and i don't like the you've just explained that it has more meaning to you than just being harry potter but i think it's a cool symbol like to to, sh- to show like your fandom but also it's ambiguous enough where it's like if people aren't in the know mm-hmm. they're not like they they could be intrigued by it and it's cool because it's just a symbol and there's no words i think that's cool so yeah i had so, i had a woman she does she may have not grabbed my arm but i always tell people that she did because it sounds more dramatic but she grabbed my arm i was like going through t- tim hortons <laughs> Sorry. I'll just go with it. I just like how you she were like, dramatically yeah. grabbed my arm. It may me have not happened, but it happened. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, keep going. So she grabbed my arm as I was going through a Tim Horton um, drive-through, and she goes, "You know, that's a symbol for the Illuminati." And I was what? like, first of all, it this the symbol for Illuminati is a triangle inside of a circle." So no. <laughs> I mean, like, well, at best, she was hoping that you didn't know that. But at worst, you could have been part of the Illuminati. (laughs) I would have been like, yeah, don't mess with me because I have strong and powerful friends in places that you won't even imagine. Wealthy European families. (laughs) I do. I spend my summers on the south of France. And then in the winters, I go to the north of France. The north of France. (laughs) Yes. I spend all my time in France, pretty much. <laughs> For some reason, I said British accent. What did you say to her? I was like, it's the Deathly No. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it's Harry Potter. I'm just a huge nerd. And she was like, no, it's the Illuminati. Was she working there? Yeah. That's messed up. It's it weird. Like, it, I was like, you're trying. I'm like, no, it's literally not. Like, look up the fucking symbol for Illuminati and you'll see it's a totally different symbol. She like did not believe it. You should have just said like, I know that. And just looked at her without blinking. Can <laughs> I please like, can I please get my Timbits? Can I please get my coffee now? I'm here in Canada. I always cuz you're at Tim Hortons, I think you're in I Canada, was the other side but, of the state, but here, yeah. I'm here in the other side of the state. <laughs> to them it's their side of the state, but I'm here for a special Illuminati meeting. Yes. At Tim Hortons. <laughs> It's going to take place in the bathroom. In the bathroom? Not even at a table. No, not even at a table. We have to keep our meetings secret. So you go to Tim Hortons. So we go to Tim Hortons. (laughs) All of this makes sense to me. Yes. One time I was at a bar downtown. uh, There was like an open mic night. And my friend Allison and I would go for once in a while. And it was uh, like the bathrooms at this bar had, uh, they were just like one stall. Just like the door would open to the bathroom actually i have two bathrooms well i'm not gonna tell the other one but the one this bathroom story that i'm gonna tell so we were sitting there and we're just like you know it's a bar so you're just drinking and chatting and there's open mic that's gonna start and so you're you know and like 10 men came out of this the bathroom and i said to i said to allison i was like what just happened because they all just kind of single file walked out at the same time it wasn't like delayed like it was just all these men were in the bathroom together and I, I guess I assume that maybe they were like, because marijuana wasn't legal then, so maybe right. it was like drug related. I don't know, or something else. So back to the Deathly Hollows or the Hollow, the Deathly Hollows, Hollows, Hollows. Uh, yeah, it's it's I, I'm annoyed that now he has three more things to find, and I wish that this. I think. 
I think the last one's a lot better. Throw fan service out the window and combine these two movies because, like, the important things in part one is not that not that long of screen time so you could probably include and because the other books are super long and they make them into one movie so it's just money i think so they have to stretch it and i think stretching it really did it a disservice for me because it's just like there's just not enough right i could see i could see why you'd say that and i i kind of feel it too i mean i think that the most important important parts um you're right they're not that long I mean, I I would have liked the, for them to include the wedding, you know, um, and then like Xenophilius Lovegood. Obviously, they had to include that whole part. Uh, but I that that scene where where Bellatrix is torturing Hermione was like yeah. hard to watch. Yeah, they wrote they write the that also has like um, hints of like concentration camp mm-hmm. with the writing mud blood on her arm. Yeah, like tattooing time. it. Big kind time. of yeah. big time, yeah. Um, I think that there's definitely a lot of like he, she probably, Rowling probably got a lot of her inspiration from you know like World War Two and stuff like that. Well, sure. World War One had death had had concentration camps too. In fact, there still are concentration camps out there. I mean, they they are they are a thing, and people are still in them. So I mean, not to the like not the kind that we're thinking of where it's like holocaust related but yeah, it is you're still talking a about thing. like prisoner of war camps like in ch- there's like in China, Inter- internment yeah. camps yeah yeah i mean they uh i guess that mulan was filmed like right near a concentration camp so it was a terrible movie and it was probably because of all the bad karma <laughs> and also the writing <laughs> Glad you laughed at that. I didn't think it was gonna be that funny, but I mean, I'll take it. <laughs> Were you just not expecting it or something? No, I just like the idea of like bad writing, like even like good, like I just like how if it had good writing, maybe bad karma wouldn't be strong enough, but it just couldn't be saved. I don't know. Be saved. <laughs> I forgot to mention that I watched Uncharted. I was gonna say, oh like, yeah. yeah. So um, I saw Uncharted. Yes, it was. I'm not going to spoil anything because it just came out. But uh, for those who are fans of the video game, I feel like it does the games justice. Not totally. I'm not a big fan of Mark Wahlberg. To me, I would have cast Brian Cranston as Sully. But um, it was good. It was good. I enjoyed it. I mean, I enjoyed it for what it was. And I think that they... They were able to take more liberties with it because Nathan Drake wasn't the age that he is in the in the games. He's like younger in the movie, so I think that they could have, you know. But yeah, that's it. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. So if you're a fan of it, I'd say see it, watch it. You're not going to be disappointed like you were with Tomb Raider or just me. Was that just me? Yeah, the Alicia Vikander Tomb Raider. Yeah, that was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like if you play the game you're like this is not the same thing at all like where's where's uncharted you're kind of like okay yeah yeah i can i can feel that's it. cool that feels good yeah. when that happens yeah yeah because uh i was worried because it started out talking about um magellan 
and how he is like this treasure. But in the games, it's all focused on Francis Drake. That's where he thinks that they're related to Francis Drake, him and his brother, Sam. And um, so I was like, I was like, did they just completely eliminate the Francis Drake thing? And I was going to be so fucking pissed about that because I was like, that's like literally the whole thing, <laughs> you know, but they didn't. They, oh, good. It, it was included. So that was good because uh, that would have... I would have been like, did you even play the games? <laughs> you know? Yeah, well, my guess is a lot of the time, probably people None. involved didn't play. Yeah, yeah. well, if they had played the Tomb Raider game, they would have immediately saw how wrong that they <laughs> were because that game is super spooky and the movie was like, not. I shot him in the head, but obviously not directly in the head just skin off the grazed, side it grazed him. sure i'm a villain and i like to murder people but not enough to actually make sure that they're dead yeah that was dumb was so stupid was dumb my friend Lindsay <sighs> sent me something that said they're gonna make some a bioshock i don't know if it's a series or a, that's what i heard too and i was like wow that's the world of bioshock the first one especially is pretty awesome so on one hand i'm curious to see it brought to life and on the other hand i'm like will it will they do it justice that's who knows you know you know i think the best thing when it comes to anything that they're gonna adapt into a movie is just to not have any expectations yep and then when it's shitty you're not disappointed yep and when it's great you're like wow that was awesome exactly yeah Yeah. so um so speaking of the deathly hollows part one would you recommend it um yeah (laughs) usually i say yes if you're gonna i mean if you're watching it so far yes obviously you should continue to watch them um but what about you no i wouldn't i I didn't care for this one i thought it was pointless um i'm curious as to what you're gonna think about the next one i hope that it i hope that it's good because honestly it 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 had a lot to live up to because i liked the uh half blood prince quite a bit and I also knew that this one might not be great because it's a like a it's just a filler movie, you know. Yeah, nothing can be resolved in it, and you know nothing can be resolved in it because it's part of the last book. So she's not going to resolve everything in the middle of the last book. So they're not going to, you know. Right. So I, I don't know. I guess. And did you see that little blurb that uh, Snape is now the headmaster of Hogwarts? Yes, I did. Yeah. yeah. So. Okay. <laughs> Not who I would have chose, but whatever. <laughs> I would have chose like McGonagall. Sure, I'm surprised at McGonagall, but well, I guess like, I'm not surprised. She's so even headed. Like she's so even headed, and what's that word? Well, um, she's just like all she needs, all she wants is her like Quidditch bets to pay off. So she's got a. She has a pretty bad gambling habit, I think. <laughs> so yeah, I, I don't know. I think I stand by what I've said the last few movies is if you want if you're if you're curious about watching the series watch it start with movie three i'm not gonna change my mind about that uh and yeah this one obviously plays some role because there is some stuff that you have to learn uh but as just like a movie is it good is it well made i don't think so i it's obviously necessary because they put some information in it but I, it's not something that I would be like, you have to watch it because of this movie, you know? Right. right. So that's kind of how I'm feeling. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I can understand that. They could have condensed it down to like a 30-minute film with all the information sure. that was necessary. Yeah, you know? and just trim the fad of some of the stuff that just doesn't, you don't need it. Yeah, they could have added that, like, and just made it like a three-hour movie, you yeah. know? Yeah, 
exactly. For the second part. I mean, I don't know why. Like, they're already making like it's already what like twenty five hours of movies. So what's twenty five and a half hours? I didn't add them up. I don't know what the actual like. Full I mean, they're like two is. and a half hours each. So that's math. Times. You know, this might surprise you, but that kind of math, I'm not so great. <laughs> you know, same. <laughs> Eight really times two is twenty four. Eight times two is sixteen. Two and a half. Oh sure. Okay. Yeah. Twenty four. Yeah. I trust you. Wow. I did that really fast That's, in my head. That is really fast. Should we double check? I'm gonna double check. You know, I should double check okay. just to make double sure. check. See what it is. Okay. Let's see. So eight times twenty. <laughs> It's 20. It's 20 hours. So 20 hours of your life. What's 20 and a half? You know what? 20 and a half. This is exactly why I always use a calculator for everything. Because I go, yes, it's 24. But it's like, I'm confidently incorrect, though. You know what I mean? Where I'm like, yeah, it totally is 24. (laughs) I am really sometimes, occasionally, I can add things together. And that's it. <laughs> I need to remember my times tables because I'm pretty good with nines. Well, specifically, why times tables? Because um, I have a trick. So it's like if it, what is it? So if you're gonna add like nine and nine together, so it's eighty one. So what you do it's is 18. you add the two nine times nine. Oh, okay, eighty one. So you add the eight and the one together, and that equals nine. So it's like if so you're so like nine times three is um whatever nine times three 12. is twenty seven oh <laughs> oh I thought you added them together oh you so nine times three is twenty seven so two plus seven equals oh, nine yeah okay mm-hmm. that is snazzy I, I learned it in like elementary that takes school like multiple math skills I don't that might make my head like steam <laughs> like first time trying to do addition and now I'm trying to do multiplication so you'd like to follow us you can follow us on instagram at watchers and movies or facebook at watchers and movies if you want to talk to us about harry potter you can send us an email at watchers and movies at gmail.com or you can directly message us um and if you would like us to do a movie for you to do a movie that you recommend and then you can email us at watchthemovies at gmail.com. Or you can send us a, you can do five stars on iTunes, write down the name of what you want us to do, and we'll do it right away. Um, obviously, we have one, less, one last movie in the Harry Potter series to do. Um, but pretty much we do them right away for the most part, you know. But we just really like those five stars because it puts us out there. And then, you know, it, it gets us noticed. And if you like our stuff... Why wouldn't you want us to get us noticed? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and thank you so much to Mike for our theme music. Yes, you can find him on Twitter at the Mike Show 42. Next week is the last week for it the is. limited edition Hedwig's theme. Also, thank you, Mike, for the song that we played today. Yes. And yeah, his name is Mike Myers. Thank you, Mike. Also, Thanks, Mike. Lauren, you know you don't check Facebook very often, but our listener Isabella said her favorite Harry Potter movie was Prisoner of Azkaban. So oh. you have a kindred spirit. I mean, I know you said the other one was your favorite, but the you fit, love... Yeah. So I do really love Prisoner guys, of Azkaban because that's when they first introduced Lupin and Maybe my you can fight over Lupin or something. I don't I, know. Yeah. I never fight over Lupin. So if anybody else He's wants a free to soul. put who th- what their favorite Harry Potter movie is, please. Do it. I'm, I'm very curious. And why? We want to know why, you know? Tell us why. If you want to write us an Tell essay. Tell me why. Ain't nothing but a heartache. 
whenever I hear that song, have you ever seen that video of the um, that scene from Brooklyn Nine Nine where they're what's like the lineup and they're all singing that song? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now number five. <laughs> yeah, I think you sent it to me. It's pretty funny. Yeah. And the girl at the end is like, that's a guy. He murdered my brother. And he goes, oh, shit, I forgot. That's why we're here. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Okay. Anyway, bye-bye. Bye.